You are listening to the Green Lantern Corecast, episode number 120. This episode, Sinestro's Man Cave. Welcome, everybody, to the Green Line and Corecast. I am, of course, your host, Frank Mateo. Joining me today are my esteemed colleagues in the Green Line universe, Brandon, our one and only expert on all things Wally West and not Green Lantern. I don't know why he's on the show, but he would have him on it anyway, because he's a terrific person. Because nobody needs a Wally West expert when Wally West doesn't exist. Listen, in the boundaries of space and time, Wally West will always exist in our hearts as a bolt of lightning. Anyway, uh, also with us is Carlton, uh, sleep-deprived, but still here to give us all wonderful tidbits of information that may or may not be useful. A little bit of time. But I'm back now, of course, and I'm here to give you all the glorious news that you want, such as, you know, Green Lantern stuff related. And the party. And... Anyway, uh, beginning with, with what we have in store for this episode, we, of course, have our reviews for Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core, the latest issues featuring Hal Jordan and the great and powerful Guy Gardner, who is recently going to be in an episode of Green Lantern, the animated series. But more on that later. Um, first, San Diego Comic-Con news. Kuhan. Right, so... So the uh, the con kicked off with some big news, in particular with the CG, the Green Lantern animated series. Uh, Guy Garden will be joining the show in part two of season one, and the core is going to be taking on the Anti Monitor. And on top of that, Cartoon Network released a brand new poster showcasing the current and future lineup of their DC Nation programming block. They also showed this uh, this few minute video uh, preview of the uh, of the animated series season one part two, uh, which didn't feature Razor or Aya, but the producer Giancarlo Volpe. I think it's how you pronounce that. Probably not. Um, pr- pr- uh, promise there will still be more of Razor and Aya in part two of season one. So Juan Carlo. Juan Carlo. Oh, I, whatever. Uh, sorry, not whatever. I apologize, Mr. Volpe. <laughs> and also, uh, St. Walker will be returning to the show. And uh, we're getting Chip and Tomar Ray. So if you haven't, uh, you know, been feeling the anime series because there's not hasn't been enough squirrel action or beaked face alien action, you're going to be totally. What uh, other news do we have, Kuan? Well, uh, we also at the at the DC Nation panel found out uh, that, which by the way was moderated by director Kevin Smith, we were told that there's no plans for a DC Nation shorts collection. So if you're a fan of those, then no, no, none of the, those shorts are not. There's no plans yet. Maybe, maybe somebody. Maybe if you outrage and say, "Hey guys, we want a shorts collection," they'll go do them. But for so, now, for so now, there's nothing. Technically, all you have to do is go and purchase each individual copy of uh, 
their animated movies that's featured a small short short in it, such as a Spectre or Jonah Hex. No, 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 not those shorts. Which shorts? Which they show on. Oh, oh, you're talking about the Animal Man stuff. Yeah. Animal Man. Which Animal Man is the best? Obviously, like by far the funniest crap. Uh, yeah, know, Animal Man is oh, Animal the Man. greatest thing of all time. Um, so scratch what I just said. <laughs> uh, before any of the panels started, Green Lantern writer Jeff Johns is in Los Angeles and gave some tidbits about the Third Army storyline. He said the Third Army is the Guardians' third try at creating an army that can make the universe a safe place. The Manhunters didn't work. They think the Green Lantern Corps didn't work, and you'll see why. So they created another army to replace them. The Third Army story is big, but only a prologue to an even bigger story that Jeff Johns has planned. The Fourth (laughs) Army. So technically, as we all know in Jeff Johns' fashion, an event that leads into another event that will lead into another event that will have some sort of conclusion, but not really, because it will lead into another event. I'm having an inception of fatigue. Well, I think I think we said it last year that Jeff Johns wants to do a trilogy. A trilogy. So if we count Sinestro Corps as the end of the first trilogy, and Blackest Night the end of the second trilogy. No, no, I think I think I thought no. Blackest Night, Blackest Night is the end of the first trilogy. The trilogy yeah, Blackest is, Night will be the first of the, uh, the, tr- the first trilogy. It's, yeah, it's, it's Rebirth, be, Sinestro Corps, Rebirth. Blackest Night. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Darkest, Blackest Night will be the end of the first trilogy. So, we are halfway through... We're going to be halfway through this, the second of the uh, third trilogy. Because well, we already had... Wait, we already had the, uh, yeah, War of the Green Lanterns will be the, will be the beginning of the, of the first trilogy. Of the second trilogy. Of the second trilogy, I'm obviously... The, first, uh, the, second trilogy. The, the, the third army will be the second half. Of the second trilogy. Exactly. And then whatever that comes out, the third army will be the, the, the final conclusion. Of that movie-esque storyline. So what you're saying is Han shot first. What I'm saying is Sinestro can kill a planet first and no one will care. It's the third army is going to be similar to uh, was it the Clone Wars? Was that the second movie? Yeah, Attack uh, of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, yeah. Is that a good thing? Did you guys like Attack of the Clones? Nobody liked Attack of the Clones. But it featured like Anakin being Badass. <laughs> Wait, did you like Attack of the Clones? It, it, I like I like Anakin. I like Anakin. Hold on, you, that's, that's that's even worse than like the Attack <laughs> of the Clones. It did feature Anakin killing younglings? No, no, that was that was that was Revenge of the Sith. And that's that was just, Revenge of the Sith. Attack of the Clones was so Anakin killing Anakin killing sand people. Wait, hold on, hold on. Revenge of the Sith was the best of the uh, new trilogy. I get thrown out the window. That's not saying much. Uh, that was Sam Jackson got thrown out of the window in in uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. We'll bring on this next event then. <laughs> <laughs> Long hair Anakin was Revenge of the Sith. Clearly, we're in the bad stage of the first trilogy of Star Wars right now. Um. So I guess I guess let's keep, let's keep going with more more news. Uh, Bob Wayne was asked about future Earth One OGN starring other JLA characters, and he said that's a that's a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. So maybe maybe we'll see a a, a Green Lantern Earth One in the in the future, or Justice League Earth One, or Justice League Earth One. Who knows? As long as it's drawn by Gary Frank. Superman Earth One was pretty good. It's pretty awesome. So and or Alan Davis then. Uh, I've not heard anything about Batman Earth One. If you guys listen closely, 
you can hear the hotel I'm at playing a whole new world. There it is. I can hear I it. it. Yeah, there it is. I heard it. I heard yeah. it as well. Okay. Just uh, wanted to let you guys know. Jeff Johns teased about the future of, of, Justice, of the Justice League book. The beloved team isn't so much a team, and that will be the focus of year two. It all starts changing in issue 12 Wait when a, a member leaves the team. Wait a wink, second, what? Wink, nudge, nudge. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You're telling me Jeff Johns just mentioned that the focus of the second arc to his Justice League storyline will be that the team is so much of a team? I guess so. The third arc. No. Second year, third second arc. Year. Say, I'm sorry, but has anyone been reading Justice League? There's, yeah. They're not much of a team anyway. <laughs> Uh, Tony, Tony Bedard said that Kyle Rayner could be the secret weapon, the secret weapon to defeating the Third Army. He also said that Kyle will be going on a dark journey, a quest to master all emotions, and will struggle with struggle with avarice and rage in the pages of New Guardians. Uh, so and uh, like anyone who's who's actually uh, read Kyle Rayner's storyline, it'll be much like his hero's journey when he's met Shazam and uh, talked to Alan Scott for a second. And, and also, uh, Jade's oh, status, so, Jade's yeah. status is not known in the DCU yet, but Alex was still Kyle's girlfriend, and Tony Bruno is going to be, uh, filling out the rest of us things go. That's what he said, filling out the rest. That's, that's a quote from the quote Brandon quoted. I assume. So, in, in the future, we're actually going to get some sort of substance as to what actually happened during Kyle's tenure. As Green Lantern. Maybe. He's, he's, he's got to do, do some advanced research on uh, how to fix all this disastrous continuity damage. Well, can we, can we talk about the, what would Kyle want in this world that would make him feel so much greed? And I don't understand what he would I guess that, that's, what he's, that's what he's struggling with, right? Like, I guess it's, he's supposed to go on this journey, but he's struggling with avarice and rage because he's not super mad at anything even though he really should be and he's not really no that's that's the funny thing creating. that would remember these are the extremes the these are the extreme colors of the emotional spectrum avarice and rage once you put rage on no the smallest little inclination will get you will will rile you up it, it, his struggle will possibly be to control that rage possibly and uh and the rage will be he, there will have to be a focus for it so it could be and it could be among many things uh leading the charge will be sinestro or, or if it's stupidly even done, his hatred towards his girl ex girlfriend for leaving him. I don't. I don't know. There, there's, there's plenty of things that they could fall back on. Even they can even dredge up his, uh, his, um, uh, who sonar for whatever goddamn reason. He had, he had a big thing against sonar for like the longest time. Major force. Are you, yeah, but there is major no force. major. There is no major force anymore. That's sure the there is. There is now. Um, outside, aside from that, his avarice can, can be dealt with many ways. You know, it's wanting all things, such as every single girlfriend he's ever had. <laughs> you mean the one? He's had one. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, for the fact that Kyle Rain is a 20-something guy who actually hit on most, most females in his run, that could be anybody. But they don't exist anymore. So, there is no other girlfriends there's it's Alex well, and Alex could be a and whole, There could be a whole harem if he gets greedy enough. Hmm. Uh, well, wild speculates. What else do we have? Well, uh, we have uh, Carol Ferris is going. Carol Ferris's time as Queen of the Zamorans is going to be addressed in New Guardians, which uh, makes Brandon quite happy. You mean people are actually going to address the stuff that's brought up by Jeff Johnson dropped? 
<laughs> that's isn't that Tony Bedard's job? I'm pretty sure that's his job description. It, it, yeah. It's, it's got to be an underappreciated job working at DC right now. Jeff Johns also confirmed that there's only one dark side in the New 52. It's the same dark side in Earth 2 as in Justice League. There's only oh. one dark side. So that's that's actually pretty good. We, uh, dark we actually, side is. That was actually a concept we were all considering uh, to be possible during um, the Earth 2 the Earth 2 run and the beginning of Justice League. That our dark side is all encompassing he is he's all things no matter where and when that will actually make him a bigger threat sadly that was completely negated by the fact he was totally destroyed and defeated in the beginning of the justice league storyline it's an avatar it's uh whatever man uh for those yearning for that dexter valentine's day special jeff john says it's not happening until the superman people deal with crypto which is jeff john's way of saying it's not happening Hmm. It can't be done without crypto, man. I'm <laughs> pessimistic. I'm sorry to say, but you know this this whole conflict between the rage cat and the dog has has become lackluster at best. Seeing that that Dexter has seemingly become less and less you know important and or worthy an opponent to a Kryptonian dog. Well, I stopped caring about him when he became a human cat. Not a human cat. Uh, an earth cat. Just a regular cat. Yeah, it's just a blue <laughs> blue earth cat. Like, at that, at that point, I'm like, oh, who cares about it's just Dexter? It, it, he's, he was recently, Dexter recently defeated by Midnighter in Stormwatch, in the Stormwatch issue. So that te- that technique tells you how much of a threat this guy can be to a Kryptonian dog, especially the fact that he still has a ring on his tail and has yet to use it properly. Uh, we also heard that uh, two big Green Lantern characters are returning sooner rather than later. Last seen in the now defunct Green Lantern Emerald Warriors series, Sodom Yet, and the former Guardian Appa Ali Apsa. That he was dead. So was Krona. Hmm. True. True. Sure. It's comics. Everyone's dead. It's all a fever dream. Are you excited about Soda Yacht coming back? I'm sort of, sort of, um, on the fence of Soda Yacht because he's. What was the guy he left with? Name? Oh, I, I, Yardor. I, I have no idea. Yardor. 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 You know, uh, snake-tongued individual with a sword. Um. Yeah, that was a that was a weird storyline. Um, the thing about Sodom Yat, which has to be considered, is the fact that he's he's been portrayed as the prophecy character, and he's the character that's supposed to be like you know the all the be all end all of, of like Green Lantern might and supremacy. But that was that's what sort of makes him a defunct character that many people cannot write or understand where to go with. So he's normally set on the sidelines because some people just don't know what to do with him. It's sort of hard to write a, a, a character that's sole purpose is to be the badass. Wait, I'm sorry. That's 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 wrong of me to say. They do it with Guy Gardner all the time. <sighs> so uh, I guess uh, in discussing the Zero issue of Earth 2, James Robinson said there were eight wonders in the past, not just a trinity. The fourth hero has since turned evil and is a villain in the present day. I don't know. Dark side. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I, I don't think so. Probably like... The uh, the original Mister Terrific, that would make sense. If that mm. if that if that's because because I guess because Terry Sloan right that's his name was yeah. was kind of a a jerk 
in in the issue that he was in. I guess Earth in Earth Two Two. He was he looked <laughs> the he second seemed, issue of Earth Two. Yeah, he seemed kind of like a, a villainous esque character. So maybe that's what they're going with. He could. That's true. But uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'd say I'd say it's the original Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. Ted Cord's on Earth Two. Maybe that would be amazing. Uh, the third army could be the fall of Guy Gardner, says Jeff Johns. Hmm. That happened. I will get back up. So, He's always falling. So let me ask. Let me ask you guys this: If the third army event does happen, and for whatever reason Guy Gardner is taken off the board, how would you guys feel about that? I mean, many stories, many of these stories that we've been featured like since the return of Green Lantern has had Guy Gardner starring mostly all of them. He has been mostly, like, for the most part, a central central figure in Green Lantern culture for the past, let's say, like, ten, almost ten years now. Huh. I don't know. That's a good question. It's just just kind of weird having him gone. Hey, Kuan, what what do you think? If, If Guy Gardner was to be taken away from the books, and we no longer had the you know, Star Trek, Star Wars references, the every, the sort of everyman badass feel that Guy Gardner brings into the fold. How would you feel? I mean, would you would you consider it a relief or would you consider it um, a burden? Because you know, we would have to be focused on the other lanterns, such as you know the other the other alien lanterns that we're not normally uh, focused on, or the other the other human lanterns that we don't get any. Um, that we barely have any. I mean, I think, I think, I think if if guy is is written out, then they'll just they'll probably just like throw an alien lantern into the role and like, oh hey, look, that alien lantern is exactly like Guy Gardner, except instead of Star Wars references, he makes stock references. You know, like whatever. That was that was that was bad. That was that was my that was my oh. uh, alien. Voice. Oh, um, now here, now here's the thing. Here's, like, here's one one aspect of thing because we already know there's a future Earth Lantern coming up. We already know this. We already, he's already been shown. He's already been teased at. We already know how he looks and the fact that he carries a freaking forty five. Um. Now this character, we don't. We still. We still are not confirmed yet if he's going to be in the main Green Lantern books or he, or he could even even appear in the Green Lantern core books by itself by himself. But we only, all we, we've seen so far is it comes in the Justice League uh, book. He will have a central force in Green Lantern Mythos. Would that character be the central force of replacing Guy Gardner? Would he become the new badass? Especially that they're trying to make him as more as much of a badass as they possibly can with his cut finger cut gloves, <laughs> exposed arms, full face mask that only covers everything but his mouth, Luchador and mask. a forty-five. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that character has staying power at all. Uh, like, if that, like, is, if that character is even supposed to be around through, like, I don't, I don't know how long that character is even going to exist. Let alone if he's going to replace Guy Gardner. Let alone if Guy Gardner is even going to die. That's true. Let's, this is all let's wild speculation. Yeah, this is all like just crazy talk right now. It could just be the same thing we got with Hal, where he just, you know, gets kicked out the core and loses the, the, uh, right. you know, 
that yeah, <laughs> that <me>. thing. <laughs> And then, and then he's just hanging out with John, and John's making him a fake ring. And but he's like, "Oh, you can't hit me with your ring, guy, because <laughs> I'm controlling your ring." And then, and then they go to the Indigos, and then his ring can't affect John. And then, no, so, that's repetition now. Um, let's see. So what else we got? There was uh, uh something. Oh yes, uh, during during James Robinson's spotlight panel, he went in depth about the creation of Earth Two and discussed plans to bring back Infinity Inc. Which may lead to Jade Ooh. and Obsidian's return, a new Starman, and a lot more. Ooh. And then she may end up in Earth One, and then Cal may have had that girlfriend. Uh, in uh, in video game news, Rocksteady, the game studio behind Arkham Asylum, Batman: Arkham Asylum, and the sequel, are reportedly working on a prequel to those games that will heavily involve the Justice League. On top of that, a concept artist who worked on Arkham Asylum has posted some Justice League concept art that could be for the upcoming Injustice: Gods Among Us game. Interesting. Would we all would we all be ecstatic for a Justice League game made by Rocksteady? Well, that's Brandon's answer. I don't. I don't see why not. Well, I think the point of those Batman games was that you got the free roam, and you couldn't do that with with Superman or Wonder Woman. And it was pretty easy. Superman or Wonder, Wonder Woman. They they run, they fly or run around. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same game. And it wouldn't you just no, it, that's, that's correct. Thugs. It wouldn't be the same game. It would be a completely different game. That's the point. It's that's, a new I'm, game. I don't, I don't think Dep- they can pull it off. Developers make different games. I don't know. Maybe they could. Maybe they couldn't. Who knows? We'll they see. could easily pull if, it off. If they do, if, or if they don't. We don't know. Colton, are you getting snippy? <laughs> you know, Colton, Colton does do a video game podcast. Which I, I would plug here, but I'm not going to. Um <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Like you. <laughs> we, well, it's not my yep, show, so I don't care. Um, Grant Morrison's long-type multiversity project is due out middle of next year. Finally! I feel like they said that before, though. I don't know. Uh, they, they said it was coming out, but they've never given us an actual area of time. All I say is wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, randomly questioned at the Teen Titans panel... New Guardians writer Tony Bedard said Issue Zero will serve as a prelude to Third Army and restructured the lineup of the book. New lineup. Which means more Carol. Which (laughs) might mean more Carol. More Carol. He also says Kyle Rand will become a one-man Skittle Army and step up in a way he's often felt the character had had the potential to do. Uh, I don't know whether to feel good about Tony Bedard making Kyle step up or not. By the power of emotions, <laughs> I have the power. And then he runs around in the loincloth with a giant sword. Well, no, but then he just beat Indigo. That's that's actually true. <laughs> he man uh, and the masters of the emotions. Talking with Newsarama, Jeff John said that the third army story is not an event, and each title stands alone. So, not an event except for the part where it's an event. And then there was uh, there was there were some toys, toys, which you could all view. At you can all check out at thegreenlandcore.com. Yeah, that's right. Check check that or or on our Twitter at the GL Core. I need to plug something eventually. <laughs> Can't resist. Plugged your mom last night. Hey. So. 
That's uncalled for. Better edit that out. Uh, so that that that's the news. Terrific. I'm. I hope all of you who have been tuning in uh, enjoyed the little tidbits that we got from San Diego Comic Con. Of course, we all did. I mean, expecting to see Kyle Rayner, more of Kyle Rayner, and more of Kyle Rayner doing Kyle Rainery things, such as becoming emotional magnet to all emotion, will be amazing. Or, or become if, the, if you're or become the Hal, new Rainbow Raider. If you're fans and, you of know. Hal Jordan, he's around too. That's that's neither here or there. But the new Rainbow Raider and Kyle Rayner is awesome. <laughs> Rainbow Raider, that sounds. Rainbow Rainer, hey. And of course, now we're going to go to the portion of, the, of our podcast and review our current Green Lantern issues Green Lantern number 11, Green Lantern New Guardians number 11, and Green Lantern Core number 11, where all things get a little hazy. Beginning with Green Lantern New Guardians number 11, the giant issue where Kyle and the Rainbow Coalition have to go up against Larfleas for what he is for his transactions against the Blue Lantern. The Blue Lanterns. And of course, he defies them and says it wasn't him at all. He didn't seem to reach. And we also learned the secret of what Sade was doing the entire time, which wasn't that big of a secret. What do you guys think of the issue? Uh, I was, I was kind of shocked by the, the Sade reveal, mainly mostly because I haven't been paying enough attention to this book to, to have pieced it together. Uh, I, at least I assume. I don't know if it came out of nowhere or not. I just wasn't really paying enough attention to the book itself to uh, to be like, oh, that's that makes perfect sense. I was sort of like, oh, it was Sade. It's interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting that they had, that they had uh, bonded with Glomulus so much, as much as as much as they had. I thought that was kind of kind of fun. It's like, oh, Glommy, you you Glommy at two Glomulus. Listen, listen. When uh, when there's two Scooby Doo's on a page, one of them has to be like you know the proper good Scooby Doo. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to say. Speaking of speaking of uh, Scooby Doo, I I didn't hate the art on this issue as much as I have in the past. Maybe I'm just getting used to the Bedard, uh, no, the Bedard, sorry, the the Kirkhamness of it all. But um, but I didn't, I did not hate it quite as much as I've hated uh, other Kirkham Kirkham art. It was uh, it was passable as as actual art. Uh, some some of the, I I actually kind of kind of liked some of the Larfleet stuff. I thought it was you know it was pretty is pretty decent actually. So look at that positivity. Hmm, a shining review from from Kuhan. Cold. This this issue is very interesting in the in the developments with uh, the story with uh, the whole ring thief reveal. I mean. They they didn't really give a lot of information on it, but it makes sense when you get to the point of we we've seen like in Black Knight and stuff what a guardian can do with the ring. He can just magically just spawn rings and control them. So you know, say it's the perfect logical choice for someone to go uh, ring thieving. I mean, at least if it's not the main guardian group itself. Brent. Yeah, man. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> for the most part, I enjoyed it. Um. I think what 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 Kuan said was like it was a shock with say, but it wasn't you know like oh my god like I gotta you know read this issue again and again and again because it was such a great reveal. It's more so it's like where where are you gonna go from here? Because you know the first thing that comes to your mind is why you know you're a guardian. What use would you have for everybody else? Well, that that would be the. Uh probably the next issue where they reveal why what 
Maybe not even then, because you see, he brought back uh, Invictus for the for the conclusion. So it's just like Tony's playing with you know, you know, he's usually dealt a bad hand, but at this point, it seems like he backed himself into a corner, and he's already setting up for the next arc instead of you know giving a proper conclusion to a story. Well, this is part of the conclusion. I mean, the whole uh, Invictus thing was part of the story. No, I don't blame him for bringing back Invictus. I just think that reveal could have been, you know, saved for the end of the actual arc instead of, you know, just thrown in here. So this, I feel like this issue is, is cluttered a bit when you got that going on and you got this not-so-intense battle with a whole bunch of constructs, you know. And obviously the worst part of this issue was Kyle. Um screaming out Blombie. Like, you didn't scream that way when he was zapped, you know, in Blue Beetle. So it's just like... He's had know. time to process his emotions since then. Stop and then his friend it, came Tom. back from the dead and he's dead again. <laughs> it, it just doesn't seem... It, it, it was very fake. And it's really bad because Tony wrote that Blue Beetle issue as well. It just seems really odd that he cares so much for someone he just met. Romulus in the Blue Beetle issue just sort of like was vaporized out of existence without actually having to save Kyle. In this point, he literally jumped in the way of uh, fire going, Screech, no, please, no! And, and he's disintegrated to death while defending Kyle. And so it may have given him more of a uh, emotional you know, backlash to it. it. It actually makes sense. I know some people complain about that, but it makes perfect sense. Glomulus sacrificed himself for Kyle. Why wouldn't he be upset? He's he, he's a decent human being, unlike half the human lanterns at this point. It it just felt okay. I'm gonna put you in a situation. If say you're at a bank and they're robbing, somebody comes in and robs the bank. They holding you hostage, and a man you never met, he just happened to be in front of you at the time, says, "No, don't kill Colton. Kill me." And he kills the guy. Uh, I would be pretty emotional by that, and I would actually be questioning, like, uh, why someone was sacrificed to save my life and leave me in an existential crisis. But you're a construct. You're already dead. Why would you? And the, and the point is, this this isn't a complete stranger. This is someone who's been with Kyle for a little while now. So where was the bond? Where was the bond? You got little nod hung out for a while. So, at what man. point? At what point did he go from? Well, let's let's not dwell on the fact of of uh, Glomulus and Kyle's relationship, but um, it was the love that transcended time. Hmm. But uh, to 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 say the the issue itself was actually pretty good. It actually was well done. But I do agree on Brandon's points. Most of the reveals that happened here were sort of um too early in their execution, mainly for the fact that again, this is a giant storyline that's supposed to you know have. I just feel like Invictus is a big enough villain that you could have dealt with that, you know, for the next two issues instead of, you know, going off world for two issues and doing nothing, like doing nothing for two issues and you could have dealt with that, but you didn't. He is a, uh, unfortunately, circumstance, you know, revolves around him being, having to write his book in a certain way that, you know, blends with everything else, which sort of sucks. I mean, most of his characters have to be taken away for, you know, Red Lanterns, or most of his characters have to be taken away for the Indigo Corps. So it's, it's, so it's, it sort of sucks, you know, what, he ha- what he's left with. 
And and even then, on top of all that, he's got a setup for the third army, which is coming after zero issue month. Yeah, he's he is sadly in the one book that is caught in between two larger books, and cannot really have any headway. That's when technically he does create his own his own villains and Victus. And Victus is a big enough bad guy that it could rival anything else that's being thrown out there right now. Sadly, it's just poorly executed. Let's move on to uh, Green Lantern Core, where Guy and uh, John make their da- their dashing break from uh, the science cells and try to escape the the will of the Guardians' machinations, even though they they try to make it seem like they have nothing to do with it. And the uh, the Alpha Lanterns. Uh, here here is one of the issues where I enjoy. There is there is plenty of there's plenty of um you know uh, uh military aspect and 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 like waterboarding and you know torture and all that and this is susceptible is this not susceptible and they're showing you in, in ways how how it, it goes to the extremes like you know this 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 whole issue is like showing you the extremes of you know the the of being an organization that has that has to get something done it has to do it and, and they have to abide by the, by the rules and the Earth Lanterns have always been the ones to like spit in the face of the rules and go and go and go about their way of saying like no, we have to uh, we have to go against these policies because it's wrong. Even though Guy Gardner went out of his way to kill two prisoners and destroy an entire you know gas an entire planet just to win a you know win a fight. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting, especially the you know, especially the the whole Kilowog scene where he's being tortured by uh, by Earth Lanterns and one and one of them being not completely on board with this. Uh, what do you guys think of the issue? Uh, okay, I guess I'll go first again. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Uh, I thought it was pretty good actually. I thought it was yeah. Say I'm gonna start over. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I, I liked the uh, first John punching guy in the face and like, thanks for bringing it to my senses. I thought that was a little. I thought that was a little odd. Like, thanks for bringing it to my senses. Like, was he just sort of out of it and like, no, I, I deserve to die. Um. I'm not. I'm not really sure what was what was going on there. But other than that, I thought it was pretty good. They they go down to the, to the foundry and and uh, pull up all the manhunters. Spoilers or whatever. Uh, I guess we should probably give a spoiler warning at the beginning of the show. So whatever. Um, no, I, I thought I thought I, I like the the idea where they they're down at the foundry. They get the manhunters to attack the Alpha Lanterns and like you know superpower their rings and stuff and and how they've they were tricking the Alpha Lanterns into following constructs and stuff. Um, that was pretty interesting. Uh, the Guardians are just—I don't know what they're doing. They're just like, yeah, no, let's uh, let's definitely let's just let, let's just let stuff go as as it's going right now and uh, see where it ends up. Uh, so I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I thought uh, otherwise this, this this issue was was pretty good. Uh, I liked it. No, I want to see where where it ends up with this with this giant manhunter creature dinosaur. Gold. I I really I really thought the issue was a a nice uh, issue. I mean, uh, getting to see them uh, try to work together, uh, trying to get each other out of the funks that seem to just go on when you're accused of murder, and just go on their little uh, creative rampage. You know, bringing in the uh, bringing the uh, broken down manhunters, the prototypes or whatever, and the amalgam golem manhunter they pull out of nowhere. Uh, it, it is very interesting. But it just can't, I just can't feel like the uh, Alpha Lantern characterization could be a bit better because, I mean, you have all this establishment, especially for a Boudica that, you know, she got back who she was. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? 
I'm just going to say, whatever we say goes, kill this guy. It's kind of out of place to me, you know? Sort of true. I mean, but that, that realization of that character was sort of in the previous universe. <laughs> well, it was it was sort of in the same run not too long ago. That's true, but there's Never certain... Uh, in fact, it was, not, it was not only developed after the creation of the Offlands, it was also developed from the very last run before this particular run. Again, very true. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? I thought it was a terrible, terrible issue. I don't know what you guys saw in this. Um, it was like Peter blatantly, like, it's like he wrote three issues, and then they told him, Pete, we just read your first three issues. This is terrible. You got to correct everything. And it's a complete backtrack on everything he just did in the in the last issues. Uh, the big moment where uh, uh, John stands in front of the council and says, you know, I'd rather die than, you know, than def- had to defend what was unquestionable and the right move. I've uh, he just gets back because he gets punched in the face. Like that's ridiculous. Well, he, he realized die, he realized dying for this cause wasn't going to really tell things out because they the Alpha Landers did like no research in the crime at all. They just immediately decreed him guilty. And he, I mean, he is guilty, but that's that's the point. Well, he he said he'd rather die, but he didn't. He didn't think like that's sort of that's a figure of speech. He wasn't really planning on dying. It's, it's like I would die for my convictions. Okay, we'll, we'll kill you. Wait, 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 wait now. <laughs> he, was, he was railroaded in the in the courtroom in the courtroom system, and he he wasn't he wasn't proven guilty by by any measure of of actual guilt. He was proven guilty by by the measure of okay. We only see one snippet of information, so you know what? You're gonna die for it. And he's like, wait, it's like everything else I've said, everything else I've done, everything else everyone else has said is is contrary to what you're what. You know what you're being, what it's it's being shown to you. In, in an American court, this would be this case would be dismissed due to lack of evidence. Uh, I I agree it was a little I agree it was a little backtracky, uh, but I I thought that like yeah I, 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 I see what you're saying with it being a little backtracky, but it also seemed like it kind of needed to backtrack a little bit because I, I feel like it was kind of riding itself into a corner. Just John Stewart was just sort of like, nah, stop helping me. Let me in the cell. I'm gonna die. Um, so, uh, it, 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 I, 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 well, while I agree that it did seem a little, a little bit like maybe a little bit of editorial mandate, like what do you do and stop doing this? Um, I think that if I were in that editor's chair, I might have said the same thing. I, I just think that what he did with John was like a huge gain for the character, not necessarily him actually dying. But him making that speech, him taking this stance, that would have been huge for the character. I mean, because it's in line with the guy. He, this is the same guy who. But he still, t- he, he still planet. took the stand. He still took the stand. He just didn't want to die for the stand he took. But now, now he doesn't believe in anything he said. Sure, he does. He believes in everything he said. He just doesn't. He, He's again, just not willing to die. Before. Again, I, I die before this is is it's a it's a figure of speech. It's not. Give me liberty or give me death isn't don't just kill me if you don't want to give me liberty. It's give me liberty or yes, give me it death. Is. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. That, that phrase was actually meant to be taken literally. Okay, when, when you're in the courtroom and they're about to kill you, I think 
when you say that you mean that's the ba- that's the bad time to start saying that. Well, I don't I don't think he I don't think he actually believed they would uh, that they would sentence him with death, did he? I don't I don't know. I barely remember that issue with nothing. I, I'm an honor guard. Surely they'll like, give me community service or something. Death yeah. penalty. No one was saying that that John believed he wasn't going to die for his cause. It's just it is true that Brandon is is um it's just that over the fact that during this issue. His mind is his literally changed in two seconds by waking up after being knocked out by Guy Gardner and saying, "All right, cool. That was a complete stupid mistake I did. I can't believe I was going to die for these people." No, yeah, I, I, I I agree that 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 scene was super weird. That like, oh, I'm gonna punch you. This is for punching me. But uh, thanks for bringing in my senses. Uh, yeah, I agree that was weird, and I don't really get it. But um, all it does is further is Guy Gardner's, uh, you know. Yeah, innate rashness to be like, yo, I don't care if you're going to die. I'm going to make myself feel better by saving you. And then you're going to tell me something along the lines of, man, I'll totally have done the same thing for you. But And I think um, as, as great as it was to see those nods towards, you know, the Boudicca storyline, the, the uh, what was the war, the GL storyline where they were flying underground for a little bit. As good as it was to see that referenced, I think you just like completely destroyed it with you know these clutter panels this is clearly not fernando's best art he's clearly rushed on this um and then the torture and scene of killer wall it was just like why why would they do that knowing that you know like uh, there's more backtracking you know in the first issue of this arc they were like we don't want to upset the core this is a sensitive subject and now two issues later you're willing to torture a guy like it, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's completely wishy-washy stuff right now, and it's it's actually infuriating. And if I wasn't, you know, like I said, in a hotel room or a hotel, I wouldn't be, you know, this calm about it. I, I think it's, it's that, they're, it's that they're, they're, they're getting they're getting very uh, paranoid and starting to descend into a little bit of madness there as they're trying to uh, keep the peace, keep control. And also remember, it's uh, as as far as we're have the little snippets from the Guardians. This is their plan. This all. This is not their plan. Well, the, their plan is to have the core fall apart. So this is to their advantage. This is to their advantage, and this is their plan. And they and they again, they even even mentioned it in the issue that they had a hand in it in some way, in some small, not shown or backed by any proof way that they had a hand in it, which is again really weird, especially seeing that the Guardians are going like. Oh man, we totally did this thing. Now let it ride. That's that's all they're, they're technically saying. Anyway, we're going to move on from this issue to Green Lantern number eleven. Uh, the return of Sinestro being the greatest Green Lantern or something, and the return of Black Hand in his yeah. glory. Is that, is that PC enough? That PC enough? Nah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Black Hand comes back, gets Chinese food, digs up his dead parents, has lunch with them. Apparently, none of them could talk, but apparently, he's crazy enough that he can hear them talk. Well, uh, well maybe maybe it's the or, ring or something. We know, I mean, maybe. maybe it's the ring. But in the the shown panels, none of them are talking. And we also get a small little tip, like uh, information of Sinestro's Batcave. Uh, Hal Jordan getting his smug smile back because his ring's working in full conditions, and small little bits of the Guardians going, "Hey man, 
Something's going on here. Well, I don't know what it is. This issue itself lends itself well to be to be uh to continue the story since the last issue. The funny thing about this uh this story that I that I'm sort of having a little trouble wrapping my head around is all Indigo Lantern rings enslave their wares, right? Pretty much. Sort of. How the hell did John Stewart have any control over his actions during war, the War of the Greenlands? Um, because Will Bogar. <laughs> well said. Well said. I, I mean, I, he has I, the greatest willpower of the Greenlands, apparently. Well, I, I was I was going to say that something about about. Uh, I, I was thinking. I was thinking about Blackest Night uh, when 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 Ray Palmer had all, full control, but I, but that was probably because of because um, of whatever prophecy thing was going on, or whatever. Or and, something Gambit did of the rings. Or, no, or something. What? No, it was it was it was that prophecy thing that that like oh the, it'll it'll split itself and somebody else will get the powers and so that's why that's why all these random DC heroes and villains have rings because. They get the powers, and not just because we want to sell these toys. That's <laughs> um, nothing to do with the toys. But aside from that, the issue itself does does lend itself well into um, explaining a little bit more of how, uh, Sinestro's uh, like thinking, his his mythology, his, like what what what's going on through his mind right now as he's becoming more and more Green Lantern again, rather than than uh, just someone who's been burdened to wear the ring again. Which is again funny. Seeing that you know he should, there should be some sort of struggle between the duality of his, of his evil, evil incarnate self, and having to wear the ring of his enemy. Yet there isn't much. Wait, of, of Sinestro's enemy? Because like I don't think the 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 core. Wait, hold on. Are, are you are you saying the Indigos are his enemy? No, no. I'm saying the Green Lantern Corps. The Green Lantern Corps were never his enemy. It was never technically his enemy. No, no, but... no, the, no, no, no. Uh, the, uh, he was the Green Lantern Corps, Corps' enemy, but the Green Lantern Corps, he was always doing it for the good of the Corps. Always, for, from day one, he was doing it for the good of the Corps. From, you know, Jeff Johns backtracking to... Well, uh... yeah, but no, but, 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 but he was... But that, that, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, the Sinestro Corps was always for the good of the Corps. At least in, in the, current, the current incarnate of Sinestro, he's always been doing it for the good of the Corps. And the fact that he's Green Lantern now is just a little bit, like... And it was a little weird that he's like, oh, I don't want to do this, and now I'm totally cool with it, and now I'm not a bad guy. I'm actually kind of a good guy because, yeah. Um, but but he he still was never – the, the Green Lantern Corps were never really his enemy. The, the Guardians were the, – the Guardians were his enemies. Like, he doesn't like the Guardians, but the Green Lantern Corps he always thought was, was good. The concept of the Green Lantern Corps was always his, what, what he – Right, Tr- and, like, and he's he's not a, he's not a great guy, but he was always for the core. Remember again, if the Guardians hate him, every single member of the core hate him, and consider him an enemy, and will shoot him on sight. That's Perhaps. your enemy. Um, but no, 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 no. That, that's fine. But like, the core is not his enemy. He is the core's he's enemy. Constantly. He's not the, the core is not his enemy. He is the enemy of the core. He, the core is not the enemy of him. Concept of the core, um, and the other thing is that is is that like Sinestro is yeah evil, but like in this issue he's like, 
no, no, I put Korrigar through enough already. They'll see me and they'll think I'm bad. It's like, well, yeah, because you kind of are. But I guess, I guess Jeff Johns is sort of, sort of doing some more backtracking. Like, uh, yeah, well, Sinestro was this really evil dictator guy, but he's not so bad anymore. He had a girlfriend, guys. Yeah. Right. That was the other thing is that uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, that uh, that they have slowly but surely made the color palettes of Abin Sir and Sinestro closer and closer, so that so that the Sinestro Aaron Sir romance doesn't look as weird. Because uh, because I, I think Sinestro was a little redder and Abin Sir was a little purpler, but they just sort of made Sinestro a little less red and Abin Sir a little less purple until eventually they are the same skin tone color. Because obviously uh, interracial romances are not cool in DC. No one says that to John Stewart <laughs> or Kyle. I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess I guess just two two aliens is weird. Maybe humans with red people is cool, but uh, but red people with with purple people is not cool. Right away. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm I'm very conflicted on this issue. I think um, my big problem is immediately trying to kill Sinestro. You know, it was in Rage of the Red Lanterns where um, you know, Jordan literally strapped him to a chair and was willing to kill him. That there's a glimmer of hope in everyone, even Sinestro. Yet Sinestro has come so many trials. They, they have become on par with almost the same things that Black Hand has done, and yet he's not willing to give Black Hand a bit of a doubt. Oh, Black Hand's a zombie. I mean, I mean to be to be fair though, like all of Hal's friends, half of Hal's friends are mass murderers. John is not a mass murderer. He's, <laughs> he's not a, a not a mass murderer. Like <laughs> Hal is Hal is technically a mass murderer. John killed people quite quite a few people yeah okay let's 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 go down the list here murder massive amounts of people and destroyed all space and time so technically he killed everything and then was brought brought back uh john killed his sister in a car accident um killed mogo and countless other uh the other planet uh, so that's two that's two mass genocides on a global scale and um uh sister and he killed another green lantern uh guy gardner has killed other people in the line of duty when given when they looked at him cross-eyed and <laughs> and almost, how about those random prisoners used as a bomb prisoners as he as he used as a bomb and cow those don't count was killed um, the baddest mofo Green Lantern of all time. Who I'm forgetting his name. What the hell is his name? Chance? Jack T. Chance. <laughs> Jack had a gun, didn't he? Oh, so, so that was the excuse. He had a gun in front of me. I, I had to kill. <laughs> Self defense, man. man. Want a gun at me? You have to die. So. Technically, on the scale of what everyone has done, Kyle is the least perpetrator of of um, mass genocide and was under the influence of evil. But like Sinestro, Sinestro is still like not all that high on the list. So, <laughs> so you're saying Sinestro is 
Sinestro has still committed planet-wide genocide because he killed Bovalax Vic. John yeah. also committed planet-wide genocide. So he's on par. You know, you know jo- John and Sinestro should be a team. So anyway, another problem I had with this issue was uh, the Book of Lights. Um, not particularly with the Book of Black, I think. Um, I think the Book of Black did really well here, sending them to Black Ann's house, showing the prophecy. I'm, I'm always game for prophecies. But knowing that there's six other books out there, it's very troubling for me. Um, like, who sits down and writes these things? Exactly. Like, it, it's such a weird concept that you have the oldest living race in a known universe. You would think that they were the ones who sat down at one point and wrote these things down and then forgot about them. You know, this could just be the uh, Book of Fate all splintered up into the emotional spectrum. There's a book of what now? Book of Fate. Fate or Faith? As in, as in Dr. Fate. Fate? As in Dr. Fate. Uh, as in uh, Destiny of the Endless? You couldn't just say, like, as in God or... I, I have a specific fate. character I can point to. He had, <laughs> he, had a, he had a book of fate. It was as actually dechained from him during that uh, Brave and the Bold arc. And then Dr. Fate? He, Hal Jordan was <laughs> even running around chasing after it at one point. I'm pretty sure Hal Jordan hung out with Dr. Fate in an episode, of, in an issue of Brave and the Bold, actually. <laughs> I'm actually like positive of that. That was definitely an issue of Brave and the Bold. Yeah, yeah, Jordan I remember that issue. I will teabag you with your own soul. Remember an episode where he, uh, or an issue where he uh, stiffed Bruce Wayne of all his money. Oh yes, the gambling thing. Where it's like, I was like, he can borrow some of my money, and then Hal wins everything. You now, seeing that he's alive and living next door in Central City. Uh, Aside from that, um, I did. I think, I think it was just an okay issue. Um, I'm not thrilled that Sinestro has a bat cave under the tunnel. I mean, under. Uh, Surprise! He had a bad cave under Kuragard that no one has known for at least a decade. It, I'm looking at this. This well, uh, I mean, it's not like anybody knows about the bad cave to begin with. So, like, it's this one's been around. And Batman is Batman. He's a dark guy who hides in the dark. Uh, Sinestro is. Right after Kyle pointed out the fact that he was trained by Batman. Well, where do you where do you think Sinestro was hanging out before the uh, before before uh, the Sinestro Corps existed? Like, he, it's not like he was just like hanging out on court all the time or or he whatever. Was, like, he, I'm, I'm sure he was just hanging out in his bat cave, living in Corridor in secret. Just tr- just tr- just trying up some bacon, turning on the tube, seeing what's on local entertainment. Yeah. Right, because he can't get cable down there; otherwise, they'd know. Here's the thing. We can steal cable. Aaron Sewer, she doesn't want to live in the bat cave of Korokar. Well, that's, that's because she's a corpse. She she killed herself. That wasn't his. That's why she killed herself. It's because because she doesn't want to live in his bat cave. His bachelor pad. No, that man. Cave. Yeah, no, that that, that is. But Teddy will have the will have the kids and raise them down in the bat cave. No, that is oh. Sinestro's space. They're not gonna they're not gonna live there together. That is his man cave. That's not the. That's not. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his private place. It's, it's, it's not the it's not the bat and lady cave. It's the bat cave. It's the bro so you're cave. saying he built that so he can escape from Aaron? Yes, that is exactly. <laughs> yeah, if if Hal didn't dick him over so soon, he would have just been inviting Hal down there. They'd have been like enjoying a beer, watching the game, 
Because you yeah. know how many times how Jordan has escaped Carol Ferris. Sinestro and Abin Sur hung out down there all the time. In fact, I was waiting for the reveal where he revealed that that's where Hal went when he was avoiding Carol. It's like, I was just happy to come here. What are the odds? Abin and, Abin and Sinestro built that cave together with their bare hands. Two bros. <laughs> Two bros, bro. Two bros, one cave. It's something odd about, hey, let's build a man cave that uh, helped me escape your sister when I don't feel like dealing with her shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a very normal thing. I think, I think, it's, I think it's happened at least eight sitcoms. So is a gentle and caring soul. Of course, he loves to listen to Aaron's, all of Aaron's, you know, flights or tribulations or whatever. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention. Um, so we found out last issue that Abin Sur had been kidnapping criminals and put forcing these rings on them and stuff, right? So, so who's been dressing them like that? Like, I, I'm. You look at. Indigo, and then you look at Monk, and they're half naked. No, the Indigo, like uniform, was generated from the rings, and the rings were generated from purple yeah, light. Yeah, because when when she's not when she doesn't have the uniform on, she's got like the skin tight whatever. Oh, exactly, and that uh, represents the people who live on it. And Naromo, the uh, guardian of the purple light. Naruto, the guardian of the purple light, was wearing you know loincloths. That's the that's the general wear of his people. So apparently that's how it works. Or, or, Abinso is a pervert. That's I'm not discounting that. That seems equally likely. I mean, he did go around stealing mass you know mass rapists and child killers and forcing them to uh, be brainwashed. Forcibly. And you don't want to know what he did with them afterwards. You would think a guy who's in the core full of great uniforms would say, hey, not Romo, put these guys in some legitimate clothes. He was tired of the uniforms. He's been in the Grand Intercourse long. He wanted to see some titties. Hey, hey, hey. What? Abin Sir's not a fan of titties. He's gay. (laughs) Abin Sir's. はい、あの、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ、それ
who is struggling with his emotions of avarice and and chaotic rage. More than likely, we'll probably see him in a new Stormwatch issue, like beating ass too. Quite possibly. Um. Also, we saw John Stewart being lasered from behind. Is that John? I thought for a second that that was Sodom Yacht. Is that John? I guess it's John because he's got the bracelets. Sodom Yacht had the bracelets too, didn't he? But Sodom Yacht's Ion. Is Sodom Yacht still Ion? That's a good question. No, he's no, not. Ion's gone. He's, he's, people, he's people guy with, with the sick figure you know, on, his, on his chest. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People guy. I have to reread that story. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> it, was about it was about people, man. It was about, it's about people. I'm people guy. Saving people from God. That's actually that's actually a handy guy to have around. Saving people from John. Um Yeah. What else was in this prophecy? Let me we look it up. Just in case. Just in case. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Of in the background. Somebody has a white lantern ring. Someone does have a white lantern ring. That is that. That's more than likely black hand. I'm gonna call that right now. I'm calling it white lantern, black hand. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's Sodom. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's just. I'm just gonna say it's Sinestro again. Um. um I'm gonna call it as a as a, as a black hand, and he's gonna be like, "What? You're affecting someone else?" And they're like, "Haven't we done this already?" <laughs> oh, the, the guardians are blasting John Stewart. That's what they're doing. White and the <laughs> is that your guess, Colton? White lantern Panther. White lantern, you know, like Aaron Sir or something to mess with Sinestro. Ooh, I like that. Gun that this guy has. What? Why he has a gun? I don't. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> he just has a gun. It's a regular. It's not even a construct gun. It's just a gun. It's a gun. I even. He didn't even paint it green. Just a gun. Make any sense? Oh, could he can wrap the bullets with his uh, willpower? No. He can even make. He can make bullets, but it doesn't make any. Yeah, I mean, just, he can just shoot bullets like with his ring. Gun. Just, Would it save energy? Maybe he can't. With his he magic can, ring, that's the make color a green. And he needs to remind himself. <laughs> he has a magic Maybe. ring. It is the color green. It can do anything. Sometimes it speaks to him. He may become the greatest Green Lantern of all time. He may become. Nah, I'm not even going to say it. That's not true. He, he may be fridged. That's terrible, Colton. That's terrible. Uh, I don't see anything else in this prophecy. Besides. That was. Yeah, this prophecy seems to tend, tend towards the gloomy side. Much like all other prophecies. Oh, you, you, really see the pro- you really see the prophecy of everything turning out fine in Happy Doors. <laughs> Everybody, oh, that was nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's, it's, no, uh, it's no chalkboard. That's, that's how you have the best prophecies. Right. It's, yeah. it's on a chalkboard in Rip Hunter's time lab. Beware, you know, beware the Red Lanterns. All, all, li- you know, all lies with Booster. You know, who is the Black Scarab? Gotta trust Booster. That's that's true. That's true. That is no shock. I missed that shock. I think I think I think eventually it's going to reveal that that Booster Gold isn't actually the Booster Gold we think he is. He's actually the Booster Gold from the old universe. He just stuck around in the new one. It'll be great. 
that was that was the uh, that was our episode of Green Lantern Corecast. Hopefully, you enjoyed our our discussions on the San Diego Comic Con and also our discussions on the, on the reviews of the Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern Core, and Green Lantern Guardians. Um, until next time, remember let the power protect you and uh, Green Rangers always. Best. Be sure to check us out at www.thegreenlanterncore.com. You can also email us at contact at thegreenlanterncore.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the GL Core. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash glspotlight. You can reach our voicemail line at 313-GL1-2814. That's 313-451-2814. Thanks for listening and check us out next time. And please stop masturbating when I'm talking to you. Be sure to check out Kirby Crackle, performers of our opening theme, Ring Capacity, at www.kirbycracklemusic.com. Also check out the Roy Clark Method, performers of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at freeweb.com slash Method. magic green it is the color green it can do anything sometimes it speaks to me it says how what have you done with your life people around you keep dying use your will to right the wrong and don't make us wait Oh my god, it's a giant spider. Oh. (laughs) Oh my god, there's a spider on the table! Darren, kill it! I think, I think, I think eventually it's gonna reveal that, that Booster Gold isn't actually the Booster Gold we think he is. He's actually the Booster Gold from the old universe. He just stuck around in the new one. It'll be great. But he's just been playing them so he can do his time travel adventures. And he's, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I, I, I've been the old Booster Gold all along, and check out who I brought with me. And then he reveals Wally West. <laughs> oh, I brought back all the favorites. Wally, yes. <laughs> Wally Jade. <laughs> uh, Super Wally. Smash 2, people loved him. Uh, what's that guy Jade. who blows up? Uh, brought back Major Force. Major yeah. Force. <laughs> brought back Major Hey, Kyle, I brought you back your best friend. Why would he even bring back Major Force? Like, why does it even make sense? Okay, everything that this last part has to be cut. I brought back Major Force. I let her ride with a. Uh, I let him ride with a uh, Alex, her girlfriend. Sleep I don't on. know how that. Works. So, right. so that's that's the show, right, Frank? Everything at the end of the part it just all devolved into nothing. You have to cut that out. That just that was just that's just bullshit. <laughs> We're just rambling. No, it's fine. Whatever. Brandon will cut out what he needs to cut out. <laughs>